0: You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original
1: production of the Mousecapades Radio Network.
2: Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts...
3: Happy hump day, Mouse Pays listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Brandy, and Chrissy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 818, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears the Mouse Capades and More podcast.
1: Just a reminder that the Mouse Capades and More podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Chrissy, Brandy, Vicki or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today.
3: So it seemed crazy for me to find this this week, and it may seem crazy to you guys, but Epcot's Food and Wine Festival is like right around the corner. I know it's July 27th, but that's going to be here before we know it, because then the school year is going to be here before we end to know it. It's going to run through November the 18th. And if you are a foodie and you've not been to Disney, you need to be there for this festival. I mean, any other festivals are fantastic, but this one especially has some amazing food. They're going to have 25 global marketplaces throughout the park. The Fry Basket flavors from fire india and spain marketplaces for sure are going to be back and their favorites from the past um new this year is called Emil's fromage montage which i want to delve into because it's like a you get to taste a bunch of cheesy dishes that just sounds Ooh, amazing cheese yes and then remy's ratatouille hide and squeak is back where you know you take your child around and look for remy and Also, this year, they're going to have Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit, which seemed super fun. Uh, It's a pumpkin scavenger hunt, and it's only from September 29th to October 31st, but I will be there, so I may have to partake of that. And then the Eat to the Beat concerts are also going to return to the American Gardens Theater. So food and wine, if you uh, need help with that, we would love to book a trip for you. You will not be sorry. That is one of my favorite festivals. I mean, they're all great, like I said, but it's very, very cool. I love that one. It is a great one. And the food, like you said,
1: you can't ever go wrong with Epcot food, but there's some really great choices at the Food and Wine Festival. There is. So we have an update on Tiana's Bayou Adventure. This week, Disney told us that uh, Mama Odie will be joking with guests on their ride through the bayou. Legendary Jennifer Lewis will be reprising the role of Mama Odie. This ride is going to bring attention to Mama Odie, the Bayou Fairy Godmother, and the important role she has in Tiana's life. A Madi. Mādi was commissioned to help the Imagineers creation, and Sharika inspired the Imagineers, helping them to understand the New Orleans perspective. Here are a few other things that we can look forward to with this new ride. There'll be dozens of entirely new animatronics. So that's something we were hoping that um kind of like they do, I guess, in Pandora, the big animatronics, instead of just, you know, the Tiny ones with like an arm that waves or something. So a little more high tech there. The scent of beignets will be piped into the queue, which I'm super excited about. A little bit more immersive there. And new original music will be, uh, is going to accompany the familiar movie tunes. Tiana's Bayou Adventure builds on the story of Princess Tiana, a character whose pride and perseverance reminds us of a universal truth.
3: Within us lies the potential to make our dreams come true. I'm hoping that means they're going to have a beignet stand nearby. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, if they're going to make you stand there and smell them, that's just wrong.
0: Right. Well, my next thought was, I want to see some statistics on people visiting uh, Port Orleans French Quarter and the Scat Cats Lounge after they leave Magic Kingdom. (laughs) Right, (laughs) see if that people are like, okay, where do I get these things? But
1: I agree, like it needs to be there in the park. They need the beignets. I mean, they would sell quickly they would make oh, yeah. quite a bit of money especially when they're waft them in it's hard enough to walk past the popcorn stand and not immediately just feel the need to eat popcorn or funnel cake mm-hmm. stand when you smell that so if you're standing in line and smelling it the entire time you're going to want to walk out and immediately get yourself a beignet
4: they should
0: have it right outside the exit mm-hmm and I think it would do really well right On April 11th, 1938, 26 men gathered in Tulsa, Oklahoma to sing. That very moment is considered the birth of the organized barbershop quartet. That group turned into the Barbershop Harmony Society. And now Disney gets to celebrate the barbershop birthday on that day, April 11th, every single year. The Dapper Dance started in Disneyland on Main Street, USA in 1957, and the tradition has continued to The Dapper Dance can be seen and heard in Disney World now, too. There's nothing like hearing the amazing harmonies from the Dapper Dance. If you haven't ever heard them, the next time you're at Magic Kingdom, ask a cast member when you can catch them. It is a fun,
3: special performance you won't want to miss. I love the Dapper Dance. I do, too. And I asked Kaylee, and she never did tell me. Those little thingies that they hold, they're like having a xylophone in your hand kind of thing. And they play them, but they have a special name, and I cannot think of what it is.
4: Right, Michael has played those in because he plays percussion in the band at House Central, and he plays all sorts of different percussion instruments. And he's played those; they're really cool. Right, I'll have to. He might know. And I've I've gone to to school concerts, and I'm like, "What's he going to play tonight?" And he's played the cowbell.
3: Hey, I <laughs> like the cowbell. I can play that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: while filming the live action little mermaid movie hallie bailey said she almost broke her neck remember the iconic and gorgeous hair flipping moment in the 1989 animated version of the movie well hallie had to reenact that scene but she hurt her neck so bad she thought she may have broken her neck you can actually severely damage your neck when girls do this at the beach or at the pool Sorry, I I had to laugh at this because, like, I see girls on Instagram trying to recreate this and they fail horribly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Wet hair is actually heavier than you think. And if the flip is done incorrectly, you could actually have a whiplash effect. We are glad to hear that Hallie is okay. But a good tip to all of us don't flip your wet hair like Ariel for your own safety. Another thing we've heard about the live-action Little Mermaid is how long it is. Did you know the movie is 135 minutes long? That is nearly an hour longer than the 1989 animated version. Wow. Yeah, that's a
3: long movie. I am getting really excited, though. I saw Melissa McCarthy in all the makeup. Oh, my gosh. Because I love her. I don't think of her as an evil character. So I'm looking forward to seeing that side of her. Right. Right. I kind of wish it wasn't so long. I mean, it's geared for
1: young children as well. I guess it's also geared for all of us who like grew up with Little Mermaid. So obviously we want to go see it, but young kids are going to want to see it too. And that's just hard for them to sit through.
0: That just makes me not want to go to the theater when it's that long. I want to be able to pause it and go to the bathroom. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that we can be so engulfed that we don't even realize it's that long. That's what I was going to say, Steph. We should all go have a girls unless keith wants to go and um because i know kaylee wants to go see it too we should all go to the theater together and then we'll just keep giving her popcorn and soda that's what i did with kaylee when she went to the movies and she always was able to hang out lucy could probably hold it for longer than i can (laughs) she's fine
4: speaking of long movies i have my tickets to see guardians of the galaxy 3. do you you? yes i'm gonna see it on on may 6th oh wow the easter bunny brought me tickets
3: Is that when it comes out on May 6th? It comes out May 5th. So we're going to see it on the 6th. Oh, man. Kaylee's going to be out of town. (sighs) And and I'm (laughs) so
4: excited. And I'm going to cry. But I'm going to eat a big bucket of popcorn. And I'm not going to drink a big soda because it's going to be a long movie. And I'm going to have to go to the bathroom.
3: How long is that one? That one said two hours and 30 minutes. It's a Marvel movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
4: and then you're going to have to sit through the end credits to see what's coming up next. We just rewatched the first two Guardians movies and the second Guardians movie was a good two hours and 20 minutes.
1: I mean, my kids sat those. And I too. mean, we
3: could pause it as we needed. And- so you need to pack grapes in your, if you don't know this already, pack grapes in your purse. Because um, grapes give you the liquid, but then they don't make you have to go to the bathroom as fast. Oh, that's good to know. Interesting. I went on a trip with my choir teacher and she's like, we're taking one bathroom break, girls. It was a six hour trip. She was taking us to audition for her college. And um, she's like, I brought pretzels for our crunchy and grapes. Then we won't have to stop because they don't um, hydrate. They hydrate you, but not so much. You have to go to the bathroom. Good tips to have. So, girls, Brad gets to play his favorite song that he made, say it, ain't so.
2: say, it ain't so, say it Ain't So.
3: So, I have the first one for tonight, and that is this one's very sad to me. An adult allegedly struck a child in the face with a dog leash while visiting Disney's Hollywood studios in Orlando. Uh, the complaint was received about Christmas time last year, with a heavily redacted report being released months later. It apparently occurred on December 14th at Walt Disney World's theme park. And at the time of the article, the identity and child were unknown. A security guard actually witnessed the incident, and was able to give a testimony to the authorities. The adult male was wearing a white shirt. I don't know why this matters, but I'm having it in here anyway. Was wearing a white shirt, tan pants, and tan shoes, struck a juvenile male wearing all blue with the free end of a red dog leash, according to the report. Said action occurred after the adult had a misstep while the juvenile crossed in front of him and this action occurred after the adult recovered from the misstep and appeared to be a deliberate action as he intentionally struck the child across the face with the leash the young boy had a red mark on his face after the incident the man with the leash who had a service dog dog denied that he struck the child on purpose he claimed it was simply swinging the leash out of habit the child's injury was documented and photographed and dcf was eventually contacted
4: there's so
0: many questions. Like, right. were they in the same party? I was gonna say, is it if they call DCF, that means that's like his child, right? No, you can get a call on
1: you for DCF for any sort of
0: child abuse, right? Oh, even if it's not your child, I thought you would just like you know be arrested
3: if it wasn't your child. I would think so. Like, gosh. So when I first saw this, I saw child hit with leash. I wasn't laughing, but we've had so many um, stories where people are mad about kids being put on a leash. Like the kid leash, Yeah, that's what, what I was envisioning. And the more I read the story and the research, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what an idiot. I mean, and he had a service dog. So you would think
1: he would be more sympathetic to like, I, I don't know, just the the fact that things happen. You know, the dogs pulling here and here. He probably gets in people's way. So he's upset because this little kid got in his
3: way and he decided to hit him with the leash. Yeah, like it just yikes. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he's getting some. Um, treatment or something. I mean, I would hope
1: that that's an accident, but I don't see any sane person being like seeing that happen and be like, Oh yeah, you had to you kind of know the difference between an accident and on purpose. Like you can right. tell.
0: And it was obviously reported because if it was an accident, if it was a genuine accident, you would like literally be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like it yeah. wouldn't warrant security getting involved unless the child needed medical attention like it would not warrant security getting involved in making that call if it appeared to be an accident wow i mean i've seen people like become you know steamrolled by strollers and no one even does anything so that's so rude I know. And it's, I mean, I've seen kids like have their ankles rolled over. And it's just I know so many people in a crowd. You, they just keep going. I mean, so it had to be like an obvious incident to garner the attention of security and get reported.
3: If you can feel a bump that you just went over, you check and look. Because more than likely you ran over somebody. Mm-hmm. So sad. Ugh.
1: Well, hate to say it, guys, but I'm going to do Say It Ain't So number two.
2: say it ain't so. Say it-
1: Um, This one is about rule breaking, which seems to be happening more and more and more. And um, this particular story is also about thieving. That's right. Thieves who ruined a Disney vacation. This family bought their two children a Porg while they were visiting Disney Studios' Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. The Porgs have been well-loved by my children, explained the guest. My son especially loves to hold him close to his face when he's feeling anxious and squeeze it to activate the sound. He'll close his little eyes and listen to the Porg noises and it calms him right down. Uh, we were waiting for the Disneyland train at the Main Street station, and as we got off the bench to board, my son dropped his pork. It was only a few seconds before my husband noticed a and backtracked across the platform to look for it, but it was gone. We checked with the train station lost and found, and no one had turned it in. A few hours later, a remaining pork disappeared from our stroller while it was parked away from us. Needless to say, this will be the Children's Memory of the Happiest Place on Earth. And in their eyes, it may be the saddest place on Earth. Guys, don't steal from people, especially from children. I really hope that the first one was just a mishap. Somebody picked it up and they were trying to take it, to get turned in. And it just, they happened to miss the people. But when the other one got stolen, like that was, that was clear. That's from the stroller.
3: Oh, and also... I want to apologize because I I put Hollywood Studios but it was just Star Wars Galaxy's Star Edge at Disneyland. So I apologize listeners if that's my bad not Stephanie's. I just kind of flew right past that didn't even make the correlation. It's okay. It's my fault not yours.
4: Please guests don't leave valuables in your strollers when you park your strollers.
1: And it's I get it as a a parent with small children like there are things that I have to leave in the stroller because I cannot lug them and all three of my kids and every single thing I brought to the park with me. So some stuff gets left in the stroller. However, if it's something that means a lot to my child, that's not one of the items that gets left behind. You know, I always say, if you want to take my diapers and wipes, I guess. You need them more than I do. You can have the little bag of Cheerios. It's fine. I'll figure it out on my own. I would hate for it to happen, but whatever. But
3: the, The things that are important to them, I'm not going to leave there. When we were there with my mom, we were like, she's like, I can just leave my jacket in here while we go on this ride, right? And we're like, no, you cannot. She goes, really? I'm like, if it was just an ordinary jacket, I'd say, go for it. But it's a Disney Minnie Mouse jean jacket, and she wears it a lot. We bought it for her last year. And I'm like, it won't be there when we get back.
0: Right. Right. I would want to wear somebody else's jacket, especially like in Florida where people like could be sweating. And like, I just that grosses <laughs> me out. Like, why would anyone do that? Like ever? Because they can take it home and wash it. Yeah, but you still have to carry it around in the heat. I don't... You, you're you not
3: thinking like a criminal.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess that's my problem. I have I could never be that kind of criminal because I'm too like germaphobic and OCD to ever want to like touch anybody else's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I do not blame you
4: every time you wore it you'd think yeah
0: yeah like even if you wash it like i mean and i'm not saying i'm like i don't want to like help people with things or like if i'm around you guys like i if you i was cold i would wear your sweatshirt because i know you're like a clean person but i just the idea of just seeing it random on the street i would also think too like if it fell off a stroller like you like it actually fell off your your scooter or whatever that like there's a reason it's on the ground. Like maybe you were like, I got some kind of fluid on there that it's just not worth it. Like I'm not touching it. It's not (laughs) happening. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. Not not with me. Okay. Well, let's let's move on to some more not awesome behavior at a, um, another theme park. so, so. So, As Stephanie just said, some Disney guests don't follow the rules. Since the pandemic, Disney's had its fair share of rule breakers. Some have even been removed from rides, and in severe cases, guests get removed from parks. So while Disney takes guests off rides, installed more cameras, and hired more security, guest behavior seems to be spiraling ever onward and downward. With that being said, a recent report from Missouri's World of Fun could be the next logical step if this damaging behavior remains such a consistent problem. After a massive brawl reportedly involving 100 to 150 teenage visitors, the amusement park has issued a statement that would require underage visitors to be accompanied by an adult the report reads, World of Fun announced it would be implementing a chaperone policy requiring all people ages 15 or younger must be with a person who is at least 21 in order to be admitted to or remain in the park after 4 p.m. Missouri is the show-me state, so we're glad they are showing
3: the rule breakers they can't ruin the fun for everyone. Where is World's of Fun? It's on this side of Kansas City in the Missouri side. Ah.
4: Oh. I haven't been there in years.
3: It's a, it's a, They've got a lot of good coasters. They do have a lot of good coasters. I haven't been there since I was younger either.
1: Yeah. A brawl of 100 to 150 teenagers? I can't even imagine that. Oh, my goodness. That's like my worst nightmare. Can you imagine trying to break that up? No, I can't. No, How so much hair pulling and scratching was probably happening? I like that they're holding them accountable, though. Yes.
0: That's just so... Disconcerting for me is the mom of a teenager who, like, yes, she thinks she's just getting to that part in her life where she can have some freedom and go have fun. And if it's not her mom being protective and being scared enough about just the world we live in, of is this okay for you to be alone? Is this okay for you to go with a friend and walk here? Is this okay for you to do this? Always questioning myself. But then you have people that like ruin the fun for everybody else, and then then it won't even be an option.
4: Right. When Michael was 14, 12, 13, 14, 15, well, uh, up until the pandemic, we had season passes to Six Flags and it would, because Mike and I can't ride a lot of the rides at Six Flags. It would not be uncommon for us to bring a friend because you, we would buy the passes in four packs. So we would buy passes for the three of us and then a friend of Michael's. So Mm -hmm. we would always bring a friend with us and, mike and i would kind of just stroll around the park and do our own thing
0: uh-huh.
4: where mike and our little michael and his friend they were old enough that while we were in the park with them they could go and do their own thing right but 150 rowdy teenagers would ruin that for him where my uh-huh. kids a good one right mm-hmm. right
1: See, and when we when you read that, I just thought you have to accompany them to the park, not be with them the entire time in the park. I was just more so thinking like parents dropping kids off and saying, like, I'll pick you up in a couple hours. They do that, too. They do that at Kings
0: Island at our park nearby me. So I know that happens like that's that's I I will. I'm, I kind of finally got to the part where I was like, OK, you can go ride the coasters with your friend while I take Leslie on the kiddie rides. That was there was a couple of days I did that last summer.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like that's fine. So if they're saying that they, you can't even do that anymore, that really stinks for for the good kids. I mean, it's miserable for the adults
0: too, because you want (laughs) to just, you don't want to go wait in those lines. Well, especially if they're 16 or 17, because that means you could drive yourself there.
3: Yeah. I
0: mean that, that when they start imposing rules on kids that are 16, 17, that's where I'm just like, now this one wasn't that bad. That was, yeah, um, I think this 15. 15 or younger so if you could drive yourself there you could be there alone but I know right. like our mall is doing stuff like that like no oh, one yeah. under 18 at such and such hours and I'm like you know you could you're legally allowed to drive yourself there but you're not allowed to go in.
3: well there was too much in our mall I'm sure that's the same thing for yours that there was too much stuff
0: and
4: fighting
3: yeah fighting over stupid stupid stuff <laughs>
4: The Epcot monorail lost power Monday morning, stranding guests for over an hour and had been towed to the station. Instagram user Graham Hall, who is Instagram132, Took some photos of the monorail. According to Graham, the monorail was stuck for over an hour, and before they were t- before they were towed to the Upcott monorail station, they were instructed to wait for the doors to manually be opened so they can disembark. The stranded guests were being given two 25 dollars Disney gift cards and a park ticket. They were also given free water.
3: I thought that was a funny statement.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was hot because it was in the it was in the upper
3: eighties just saying you can get water free for all over the park maybe it was smart water it was not it was those little bitty baby bottles of water oh
4: so i didn't check out where it was stranded where was it stuck was it like
3: it was the epcot so i think it was on its way to epcot based on
4: like just in the middle of the loop or like
3: yeah like the middle of no man's land (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> the marshland. That's what it looked like in the pictures anyway.
4: Because I'm like, that'd be kind of cool if it were like stuck like
3: in the middle of the park. Now, that would be cool because you could be looking to see what's going down there with uh, tef- what is her? Tafiki. Is that her name? Tafiti. Tef- Tafiti. That yeah. would be fun. Okay. So this was just cool not to report on. Did you guys know that there's a dating app called Mouse Mingle? <laughs> no. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. And I'm totally not saying this to my daughter because... She'll be like, does she <laughs> join it. Does she should because it's um for regular dating rituals don't you know happen the regular way anymore. They because everybody is meeting Mr. Wright or Miss Wright on technology. I don't even know that they have those. You know those mixers they used to have where you would go and do speed dating or something. Yeah. I don't think they even do that anymore. And so this site is specifically for Disney fans that are single and they're looking to meet a mate that has the same love as them, Disney. The site is for the ultimate Disney fans, of course, to find their fellow Disney lover. The users can bond over their love of the parks, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, their favorite Disney movie or favorite character or even more. This, they put all of this into their little bio. Yeah, their little bios. So on the uh, downside is that the site does charge a monthly subscription fee, but I think most of them do now. But this has been around since 2015 and I didn't, I've never heard of it. And That's it was, because it doesn't have an app. Oh, I thought it said it did. Well, I couldn't find it on my Apple App Store. Huh. Well, I will have to dig deeper into this. <laughs> it was uh, created by David Tavres, um, a, a single Disney fan who wanted to kick uh, connect with somebody that was uh, passionate for Disney and the company and the parks. And so he created this app.
0: Ha uh-huh. ha. Sorry, I found it online. <laughs> oh,
3: Okay. <laughs> Users also include Disney cast members, so it's truly a place for everybody to connect. And while people are able to message and get to know each other on the site, many of them choose to meet up at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or another Disney park for their first date or even a proposal spot. If you have been on Mouse Mingle, I would love for you to write in to us and we would love to talk to you about this. And not to embarrass you, I, I seriously would love to hear about this, especially if you like met the love of your life. Yeah, I want to know if the founder found the love of his life. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, he created it for that reason. So did it happen for him? So what did you find out, Brandy? Okay, so Mouse
0: Mingle is the place for people to connect who love Disney, Star Wars, Pixar, Marvel, and all the things Disney, who want that same magic in their relationships. Dedicated to fans of all things Disney, where, when traditional internet dating sites don't understand the passion people have for Disney, but we do. Oh, my goodness. So it won't let you see much until, like, you actually create an account and log in. I need just somebody who doesn't have a spouse because I was just thinking, like, if I can actually find the app. I didn't see the app in the app store, but I could have been not looking hard I enough. I didn't see it either. Um. So I can't. I mean, I'm married and I don't need my spouse thinking that I have taken this too far. No. And uh, <laughs> somebody's got to get off here who's single. Dennis
1: is going to be like, wait a minute. So,
0: um... Do I not like Disney enough for you? <laughs> oh, he definitely doesn't. But you know, he he tolerates it enough for me, and that's all that matters. Because that's what love's all about. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's some. Cra- you can't see much about it. Um, it gave an option for another five dollars and fifty-five cents a month. You would be upgraded forever, but I don't know what the initial fee is. You have to you have to join and like pay, but. I will say I feel that there's a lot of. um, I watch a lot of like spurts of stand up comedy, like on TikTok and stuff, just Uh because I'm a big fan of stand up comedy, and I don't always have time to watch like full specials or go out and see it. Um, But I have heard multiple times when a lot of people that like talk to the audience will go, "So, what's a red flag when you're dating?" And I have heard two or three different people go, "Disney adults."
3: (laughs) That is wrong. (laughs) Me. Disney
1: adults were our own breed, so it would be helpful to just
4: go ahead and if if you're not a disney adult then it could be a red flag if, if you don't get it then then it yeah mm-hmm.
3: that's why you find a disney love person how fun <laughs> mm-hmm. i think kaylee should try it out i'm all for it i'll tell her you requested it we'll see what she yeah. says <laughs>
0: tell her we need it for the research
3: <laughs> just for the research aspect yeah we don't have any single agent so we need you to fill in That's what it is. So if you're going to Walt Disney
1: World and you're planning to visit a water park, you need to make sure that the water park you want to visit is going to be opened. Because well, we told you that in the past, Blizzard Beach was closing and that was from mid-March for refurbishments. By the looks of the aerial photos posted last week, it's going to be quite a while before Blizzard Beach is reopened for business. The pictures showed water slide replacements in the behind-the-scenes area of the park, and both Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach have not been open at the same time since before the pandemic. We truly hope that when these refurbishments are done that, uh, to Blizzard Beach, that Disney can have both water parks open again simultaneously instead of just
4: picking one. Okay, it's your turn this month. It's your turn next month, right. Then it would alleviate some of the crowd in the park. Amen. yeah, when it's really hot during, yeah, especially those summer months. that's what I was thinking during the summer, they need to have both water parks open. My sister and her family just went to Typhoon Lagoon over spring break, and she'd forgotten how much she enjoyed how much she enjoyed Typhoon Lagoon. You know, she remembered going as a kid and as a teenager and a young adult, and she's like, forgotten how much fun I had.
3: I haven't been to the water parks. I haven't either. But I, I do remember how much fun we had at the water parks when I was little.
4: Yeah, they're great. But I never, I, I'm guilty. I never carved the time for them. Same. I'm theme park, theme park, theme park, theme park.
1: Gideon's cookies.
0: <laughs> well, moving on to some uh, in-sc- uh, inside uh, drama, sort of. Bob Iger finally shared why he fired Marvel executive Ike Paramutter. Ike was the executive that sold Marvel to Disney. Marvel Studios has been dealing with some tough issues. The MCU isn't producing projects with the quality fans expect, and it's hurting their success. Marvel pledged to fix this problem, but so far, nothing has changed except for a few movies being delayed. Marvel Studios did make some changes within their studio, as several executives were fired this past month. One of them was Victoria Alonzo, the president of Marvel's post-production. At first, this seemed like a bad thing to do. Marvel had really found the source of their problems, bad leadership. It was later reported that Alonso had a toxic workplace and was very adamant about what should be done, even if it hurt the project. This oversight allowed several VFX teams to struggle and not be able to have time to rest or get much-needed sleep, as work was brutal and constant, leaving several workers to leave the industry. For years, Paramount had been messing with the MCU and challenging Phage as he claimed that, Films about women or minorities wouldn't sell and was upset when movies about Captain Marvel and Black Panther were made. Iger had this to say. There are times I handle it personally and there are times that I don't. I'd rather not get into details about this one. This was a necessary step in the direction of us creating a more efficient company. There was redundancy specific to the way Marvel was being managed. Interesting. I wonder why Scarlett Johansson was so angry.
3: Right. Toxic environment.
4: Did everybody know that roller coasters could actually be good for your health? This isn't some kind of Mickey Mouse scientific theory. An actual study has been published in the Journal of the American Osteopathic Association. It has recently been noted that some patients found that roller coaster rides dislodged kidney stones, making them easier to pass. This is funny to me. I know. (laughs) It makes perfect sense. No, curious man. scientists decided to put the theory to the test and where better to do so than walt disney world researchers from michigan state state university's college of osteopathic medicine traveled to orlando to hop on the wildest ride in the wilderness magic kingdom's big thunder mountain railroad they rode thunder mountain approximately 60 times wow Ooh, that gives me vertigo just i hope they about didn't it. uh Stand on the line the whole time. <laughs> right. During the ride, they carried silicone models of kidneys containing multiple-sized kidney stones. Scientists concluded that a ride on a moderate-intensity roller coaster could, in fact, benefit some patients with small kidney stones. It may have been their top ride of the trip, but Thunder Mountain wasn't the only attraction researchers put to the test. During their study, they rode multiple other attractions. Ultimately, they found that the layout and experience of Thunder Mountain, which reaches a maximum speed of 35 miles per hour and features zero inversions, was the perfect combo. Back in 2007, a study recorded by the National Library of Medicine found that asthma patients noted more regular breathing during and after a roller coaster ride. Roller coasters have also been reported as beneficial sources of stress relief as the adrenaline rush floods the body with endorphins. Scientists are not suggesting you go ride a roller coaster rather than get medical care, and they want to remind everyone that the health warning signs on each ride are there for your safety. So not big, fast roller
1: coasters. It's got to be a moderate roller coaster. That's, That's what should. Said. Said.
4: But if you think about it... Like if you're looking to move those kidney stones around, like Thunder Mountain, yes. <laughs> it doesn't go fast. Like
3: it's winging you around.
4: <laughs> yeah, if you you move around like rock and roller coaster. You're sitting there and you go whoosh, right. But Thunder Mountain, you're like. Bla, 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 bla.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking like wooden roller coaster. Right, like, like
4: Screaming Eagle at 6 miles. Yes,
1: exactly. But that goes fast.
4: Yeah, so that it, goes 65 miles an hour. So would it have the same effect? Yeah. Because you're kind of like. Bla, 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 bla.
3: I like your imitation of that. I do too, too I like think. Very much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so yeah, like Space Mountain. Like that kind of, it's a smooth coaster, but you kind of.
3: Jerk around.
4: Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting.
3: I will tell you riding Tron, you're not going to get any kidney stones out. That is the smoothest roller coaster I've ever been on. That's what I've heard. So don't try to tell your boss you need to go shake out your kidney stones at Tron because that's not would it help
4: with my asthma.
3: It might. I did find that very interesting because I don't know if you heard the trip report yet, Chrissy, but uh, my mom has asthma. Oh my gosh. We didn't trick her, but Kaylee, I feel like Kaylee did trick her because we waited in line for her Slinky Dog. She was watching the ride while we were waiting in line and she never <laughs> even, and she just got on it and I made Kaylee ride with her. I'm like, you're riding with her. My mother does not do roller coasters. And she rode it?
4: Oh, I, I, I'll listen. I, I. I've got to catch up on some podcasts. She did. So I need well.
3: to, I need to post some more pictures. I've been posting a little bit at a time. Cause it's overwhelming. I think sometimes, but the picture of her and Kaylee is classic. Cause they got the back of the dog of all things. And Kaylee was like, oh, cause that's the car they put you in when you have a dash pass or something. Right. Right. Scooter. Their hair was just like flying in the <laughs> wind. She loved it. She loved it. She <laughs> just said, she said that it would have been difficult if we would have told her probably we were, she would have got all anxious and stuff, but sure. She did that. And then I thought we, she rode seven dwarfs with us the last time. So I just put her in the line for seven dwarfs and we got in and she goes, are you sure that I wrote this? I don't remember this cue at all. And then all of a sudden I said, I don't think she wrote this to Kaylee, but we're just going to let her ride it. And so I made Kaylee ride with her again. She laughed and giggled. It was totally oh, worth it. And I'm good. glad that she did. Yeah. So maybe it is better for your asthma. I don't know. Right. right. Maybe that's what knocked out her blockage in her heart. uh... I'm not thinking a work excuse. I'm thinking like, uh, oh,
1: sorry, my doctor prescribed that I go to Disney. Right.
4: (laughs) Right. You know, I just need a week. I need to reset my kidney stones. I need to
3: recalibrate my lungs. It's all good. Uh, I've already been warned. I can't go back to Disney during hurricane season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway. On Saturday night, Sunny Eclipse, if you don't know who that is, he's the animatronic star of Cosmic Rays and Magic Kingdom. He collapsed. It seems that he started emanating smoke and leaking oil until, like, I guess he couldn't take it anymore. I mean, he's an animatronic. And he collapsed onto his keyboard. Uh, The meltdown was witnessed in Tomorrowland around 7.29 p.m. on Saturday night. And in the videos, relatively large amounts of smoke could be seen traveling from sunny toward the ceiling, like it was dripping from his signature keyboard at a pretty steady pace, and the steady flow of draining fluid can be seen falling, if you look up the video you can see it, right from the center underneath the keyboard. And while the smoke can be best seen in spotlights as it rises toward the ceiling, the audio animatronic entertainer held on for some time amidst the discharge and the smoke before he eventually collapsed onto his keyboard. It was startled. It startled the guests, of course, to say the very least. I'm kind of sad because I feel like when something like this happens, that's when they want to take something away.
4: That's what I'm afraid
3: of. He's classic. He needs to stay. So somebody needs to figure out how to fix him. (laughs) Fix it. Fix it. (laughs) That's my answer to everything, (laughs) especially when it's classic, right?
1: So Disney's Strange World was the worst box office flop of 2022. It lost Disney nearly. $200 million. That's right, $200 million. The movie debuted on Thanksgiving, which, I mean, I used to work at a movie theater. Thanksgiving was the busiest day. It is typically a very, very busy movie days. People are going to eat their meal and then they want to do something just to kind of relax and enjoy some family time. So they head to the movies. Um, So not sure, but I I just, it just flopped. That's all there is to it. It was released on Disney plus before Christmas because it had done so poorly at the movies. Um, It had cost Disney 317 million dollars to make and they were only able to recoup 120 million dollars and they even had some big stars in there and it just it didn't do what they hoped keith was saying right now that disney's currently questioning a little bit about like mario and how mario did so well at the theaters and like well disney is not been, they've been swinging and missing lately so what's going on and they're a little bit bitter that mario did so well it's not they were hoping that well maybe people just aren't going to the theaters anymore Mm-mm. but no they just weren't going to see that movie but i guess people still like going to the theaters so disney step up your game okay That's all i gotta say
4: and Mario, I mean Mario is a beloved character. I mean I've heard mixed reviews. Michael and I haven't seen it yet. Is it it is on our list that we want to see. Mario's a been a beloved character for more than 30 years. Right. Everyone knows Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach and Bowser. I couldn't tell you two facts, and and believe me, I'm a huge Disney nerd.
3: I couldn't tell you two facts about Stranger World. Yeah, no, it, we we talked about this many episodes about how there was we felt like there was nothing out there really.
4: Right. I mean, I mean, even as far back as when I worked at the Disney stores, I mean, you had the toys, the books, the the records, the plush, the the clothes, the merchandising. I mean, I remember seeing a couple commercials. I couldn't tell you anything about the story.
3: I still can't tell you.
4: (laughs) No, I mean, I I had no interest to watch it. If I'm going to sit down and click on Disney Plus, I'm going to go with either a character that I'm familiar with, like the Mandalorian, or if it's something new, it's going to be something that I've heard some buzz about. And I heard absolutely no buzz about Strange World.
1: Well, and the buzz that you did hear, people weren't, impressed right so it just made it like okay well then yeah i have i am no interest
3: in watching it it's not in wesley's rotation yet is it oh no no <laughs> um what are we oh we are stuck right now on all of the minions
0: okay um which is not disney but like he he has big grew and tiny grew from that's the minions the minions before grew and Despicable Me and Despicable Me too. Like, so those are the three in our big rotation right now. Um, And if we're on Disney Plus, which is my favorite, because I like to put on some blue, because I feel like it kind of chills him out. And it doesn't annoy the crap out of me.
3: So I need to watch. I watched a little piece one day. And then Kaylee came in the room and was making fun of me. So I turned it off. But I kind of want to listen to it because you guys have all said it's
0: it's cute. It's cute. It doesn't. It doesn't annoy me at all. I've heard people complain about it, and for them, to them, I would like to say, you were not around when Caillou was a thing.
1: <laughs> be thankful for Bluey, right?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just like uh Blue- Bluey's not annoying. You should watch Caillou. Like
3: then we'll talk about it. You should watch Teletubbies. <laughs> oh, I'll never watch the Teletubbies. Kaylee could be anywhere in the house and she'd hear the little music that came on where the little baby sun was coming up over this coming up the sunrise and she'd come running in through the house and so you could hear her and she was little like she was really small for a very long time and she like made the biggest noise trying to get to that tv it was crazy.
0: Yeah. I So I was in like early high school when Teletubbies was on TV. And for me, it was just very much, um, I found it insanely creepy. Like the baby in the sunshine and the yes. odd little people and the hoo-hoo and ha-ha-la. <laughs> like just all the noises and stuff. And I was just like, this is creeping me out. Like yep. I just know. <laughs> no. With Michael, it was the Wiggles.
3: Oh, those were cute. We liked the I Wiggles. We loved the Wiggles the Wiggles and Barney and Bear in the Big Blue House which is now on Disney Channel Mm -hmm. I mean Disney Plus and um Lunette the Clown Jojo Jojo Circus Circus. yep
4: and then there was Handy Manny he loved
3: Handy Manny Bob the Builder okay now we've reflected (laughs) (laughs) yeah right memory lane
4: I will say though um, to your son, Brandy, mm-hmm. Despicable Me is one of my top five favorite movies. Despicable Me two is one of my top okay. five favorite movies of all time. I could watch that anytime, any place. Really
0: is cute. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it it can't now. And I think it's interesting because it um it attracted Wesley to watch it much younger than it did Abby. Abby didn't get into those. I mean, part of it was her age, but she was much older before she would really watch any TV. So, I mean, he'll be three in May. And, I mean, a lot of it has to do with him being a pandemic baby and being home. And-, <laughs> and second child. Yeah, and that. I mean, but honestly, I would have it on. I was able to watch what I wanted on television until she was almost three. Oh, wow. Like, she did not care. And I put on, and I will say I will forever love, um, I always was very partial to Tinkerbell. I would say she's one of my favorite uh, Disney, like, iconic characters. Um but I was just flipping through the channels one time and the, one of the Tinker the Tinkerbell movies that weren't released in the theater, you know, they went straight to DVD and all that. Um, it was on Disney Channel and she just caught the fairies flying and she got interested and I went back to it and all of a sudden she was glued and she went through and that was before streaming services. I had to buy all those DVDs when they came out. Um, so she was hooked on those for the longest time but that was the first thing she would ever watch. She watched Sesame Street and she watched Tinkerbell. And she was closer to before before she really got into like watching a movie. And even then it had to have like music and stuff in it. So I think that's with the minions and stuff. She didn't get into those until much later. But I digress. Let's talk about a live action show at Disney World. So (laughs) the Fantasmic Nighttime Spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studios is reducing its show times just once per night later this month before closing briefly for refurbishment looks like um, after it's getting refreshed it will briefly resume to twice per evening shows beginning on sunday the fantastic nighttime spectacular will be reduced to one 9 p.m performance for one week before a two-day closure when the show is finished with refurbishments in early may it will return to two showings per night four nights before again being consolidated into a single performance i wonder if it's because the demand's gone down since it's been back
3: i don't know but does anybody else think it's crazy that they just reopened and we're refurbishing already? That's what I was thinking. Why? Why? What did you not
0: fix while you didn't have that show for three years?
4: (laughs) Maybe they've found some kinks, you know, in running it like, oh, let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. But why not run it twice a night after they get those kinks worked out?
3: I will say that Gina's friend well it's my friend now too Amanda that went on the girls trip with us we did their trip report last night and they got to see Maleficent's dragon and that's like Kaylee's favorite part of mm-hmm. uh, *Fantastic*, which I didn't realize that was so important to her but anyway that that part specifically and she was like did they take the dragon out? And I was like, I don't know, honey, I didn't hear that. But I'm not sure. And she goes, Oh, I hope it just was having a problem. And it's going to come back. And then Amanda said that they got to see it. So Kaylee's all she's everything's fine in the world now. <laughs> I'll say that
0: was my favorite part. So right. Ma- Maleficent in her dragon form is my favorite villain ever. So I'd be pretty upset.
3: There are so many neat additives that they put in and it just made it so special for us. It was special watching my mom watch it because a lot of it, there were similar things, but the upgrades that they did with the lighting and stuff is, is truly amazing. So if you get a chance to see it, when you go, you need to, because I thought it was fantastic before, or I thought it was fantastic before. I was going to say, <laughs> but it's close. it's even better. Right. It's Work out its name, huh? It sure is. Well, even
4: more, well, phantasmic news, fantastic news. We hardly ever get to share great news with you, but this week we saw some prices at Disney World go down. Yes, you heard correctly. Prices decreased at Walt Disney World. The Genie Plus and Lightning Lane prices rose to the highest ever during the month of March. We are excited to tell you that Genie Plus was... $35 a person last week, and it has gone down to $20 a person this week. Lightning Lane prices were also $20 a person per attraction. While that is $5 more than when Lightning Lane started, it is still below what we had been seeing during spring break. Chant it with us, listeners. Keep prices down. Keep Keep prices down. down. Keep prices Prices down.
3: (laughs) If that would only work. (laughs) Right.
4: Right. I know it's demand pricing, but dang, that was pain because I'm I'm 100% that nerd that checks my app at least twice a day.
3: I don't think you're a nerd. I think that makes you a Disney fan like the rest of us.
4: I mean, it's so expensive to add
1: that on every single day. It's another you know, $130 for most families.
3: Yeah.
4: I will say, and and maybe if we could go back to adding it to our package. Package, thank you. Because when I go click, click, click for Disneyland and it's just add Dis- add Genie Plus, I'm like, okay, sure, click, click, click. I don't think about it. But when I'm like, oh man, $35. I mean, I'm going to do it anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter, but it's just, easier to add it as part of my package like i did last year when we went in october and it was part of my package and i'd already paid for it
3: it's just like we said like with disney uh dining when we felt like it was an inclusive package like it was paid for when we got there we didn't feel like
2: right um
3: they're really missing their bet doing that but i think at this point i feel like we're beating a dead horse
0: that's what i how i could sell my husband on it like so much he absolutely I mean he isn't like a big like take me somewhere to lay on the beach so the idea of selling him on that type of all-inclusive wouldn't do anything for him Um, but when I can tell him that when I told him that Disney would pick you up from the airport and take you and take you to your resort and then once you got to your resort you didn't have to drive anywhere they took you wherever you wanted to go oh and we've already paid for the majority of the food and alcohol even that we're going to have while we're there um, you pretty much just have to think about what you're going to spend on a few things aren't included in dining and, um, you know, souvenirs the kid wants. He
3: was sold. Cause it's the way to go. I mean, it was, it was incredible. It really is.
4: The dining, that gift card promo, if that was kind of a way of easing back in.
3: I'm not sure.
4: Because it's the same, but it's not the
3: same. I'll tell you what—that was one of the coolest things that I enjoyed. While I didn't, I missed being on property. That card was totally worth it because mm-hmm. we had like a hundred dollars left. We each had two hundred fifty dollars when we arrived, or no, two hundred dollars when we arrived. So eight hundred dollars, and we used it. But you can't use it at sit down but we used it for starbucks we used it you know that kind of stuff it's a lot for quick service Wow, i know and so that last day when we were just chilling at the pool so three of the four young adults they uh, partook of as many different kinds of beverages they could at the polynesian bar (laughs) because they had all the money and i mean it was paid for it was already so i really do like that thing and i don't know i don't know if that's going to make me do it again I ruined my children by taking them to club level. Don't do it, Steph. Steph went to club level. Only do it with your husband.
1: No, it it I. that's what I thought. We'd only do it for us. And I'm like, you know what? I could totally have my kids here. This would be great. Now I want to go back.
3: I definitely, and listeners hear me, if you're going to only go to Disney every five to 10 years, or you're only planning to go to one trip, you definitely need to do the deluxe resort and consider club level because There's food there all the time. And people were Mm -hmm. taking food and drinks, put it in their backpack, taking it to the parks with them. Oh, yeah. They have little baggies for you to take the food. Right. So I'm like, if you're not going to if you're not going to go all the time, I highly recommend that because I saw those parents and I thought this is so nice. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to, you know, do all this in the park. They taken them to just do the rides and stuff. Or when it was a pool day, they just packed up the bag and went down to the pool. It was so nice. It really, really was. I just, you know, just can't see paying that money all the time if I'm going as much as I do, which is embarrassing to announce
4: multiple times.
1: It's really not a, much of a difference in price, like for Keith and I to go and do club level right. or to go with the kids because it's, we're already paying the club level price, like for the room,
3: oh, So okay. we're
1: just throwing extra kids in it. Well, all we really have to do is buy their
3: tickets. So there I don't know. We'll do it again. We'll do it again for sure. So before we close down the show, I want to give a shout out to my mom, Kathy, who's back to listening again. Gracie and Lola from Fairmont Finale. Margaret is one of my students and her mom, Amanda. Lee and Crystal in California. Kelly and Jenny in in Missouri. Angela is also in Missouri. Andrew, you have not texted us. I have your number. I'm going to start sending you orders of Gideon's cookies that Stephanie and I need. So (laughs) keats, yes. Travis, Ashley, Ben, And of course, Steph's mom Brenda. We appreciate all of you guys, and thanks for celebrating the magic with us. And my mom actually just this week was like,
1: "I heard that you guys are saying my name on the podcast. It makes (laughs) me so excited." And she said, "You're going to to tell me how to go on and and make comments and talk to you guys." Okay, so we'll let you. Yeah, she's she's super excited about that. Anyways, thank you all for joining us and thanks for listening. Be sure to go on Apple or let's get it right this time, Podbean, and give us a rating and a comment. It means a lot. We love hearing from our listeners and mom, I'll teach you how to do it. Be sure to let us know what you'd like to hear more about um, because we're
0: always reshaping our show and we like to cater to our listeners' needs. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, just text us. 636-373-4497 636-373-4497 check us out on social media the Capades podcast on Facebook if you would like a free quote contact Chrissy Stephanie or Vicky at 636-373-4497 or even me Brandy be happy to help you
4: be sure to listen to Friday's show Vicki and Rebecca interview one of Vicky's second grade friends Margaret and her mom Amanda about their fall Walt Disney World trip As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast.
3: Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends.
2: Deep in the hundred-acre wood, where Christopher Robin plays, you'll find the enchanted neighborhood of Christopher's childhood days. Oh, donkey mm. named there is his friend. Mm-hmm. There's King of Love and Little Roo. And tirtu. there's rabbits and piglets and there's owls. But most of all, we need a Winnie. The Winnie Chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Willy nilly silly old bear Where's our good friend Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Willy nilly silly old soft and round a heart of gold. No honey to spare.